Are you a woman in the corporate world, striving to break barriers, challenge unconscious bias, and lead the way for women in leadership roles globally? If so, this is the podcast for you. Introducing Leading Ladies Who Lunch. The lunch hour is usually the time when colleagues get together for real, honest conversations about work, life, and everything in between. In each episode of Leading Ladies Who Lunch, we'll delve into insightful discussions and share actionable strategies to help you navigate corporate life. Co-hosted by me, Cece George, a leadership development architect and inspirational speaker. I'm thrilled to share my experience and expertise on leadership, mentorship, and organizational intelligence to help you own your career. And me, Rachel Lowndes, CEO and founder, imposter syndrome expert and mindset coach at Rachel Lowndes Coaching and Consulting. Passionate about helping women conquer imposter syndrome and unleash their inner confidence to get the recognition and promotions they deserve. Jam-packed with insightful conversations, expert advice, and inspiring stories from a diverse group, we'll explore how to overcome obstacles, shatter those glass ceilings, and build unshakable mindsets to unlock your true potential. So whether you're sipping a coffee or enjoying a meal at your desk, tune in for a no-host-bar lunchtime chat. Episodes will be dropped every two weeks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Leading Ladies Who Lunch, empowering women, one conversation at a time. All right, welcome back to the Leading Ladies Who Lunch podcast. Our voice and using the right words is how we bring ideas to life. It's how we, as change agents, begin that spark. You know, the spark that sets a fire? And to be honest, this is an idea that I have to admit is more newer to me. And what I mean by newer, I mean, I've been on a journey in this way over the past seven or eight years to see myself as a change agent and to use my voice. Earlier in my career, I didn't recognize or understand why I needed to use my voice and that it was okay to speak up and challenge the status quo and that my ideas are worth being shared and heard. And that's what today's episode is about. How as women, we have had challenges when using our voice, why we need to not only acknowledge the power we carry in our voice, but why we have to use our voice and how to go about doing it in a way that is true to us. So Rachel, have you ever experienced a challenge with this? You know, for example, have you ever I don't know, been silenced during a meeting or had your ideas stolen? Oh, yes, many, many times. I mean, I got shut down regularly in my career because, you know, essentially my position was internal admin and therefore my ideas were considered, you know, irrelevant, especially in a very male-dominated industry such as advertising. Uh, And even in that space, the female leaders were very masculine. They're very much sitting in their masculine. So they would act like the boys in order to fit in. And so I was quite often sidelined in my career, you know, not just by the male leaders, but also by the female leaders. Um, And, you know, and that the result of that was that I was very often overlooked for promotions. I wasn't included. I was left out of key decisions that directly involved my job. And so my voice was often silenced in that respect. Uh, 
you know, and this this really knocked my confidence, right, severely. Like, and, and in the end, it led to like severe stress, anxiety, and burnout. And yeah, yeah. and and you know, when you when you're not heard, when you're not listened to, when you don't have a voice, it's very demotivating and it's very demoralizing. Yes. And you know, that kind of that that inability to be heard or seen made me feel like I didn't belong. It gave me a complete mm-hmm. loss of my sense of self in the workplace and my identity, made me question my worth, my skills. Um, and, you know, I felt like going into work was just really hard, really difficult. It's like going into warfare every day because I just didn't feel very supported. Um, and, you know, I know that that is quite rare for a lot of people, but that is very, it's very damaging to be in a situation like that. And the effects of not being heard can compound over time on your career. Um, you know, and sometimes it can result in people contemplating leaving their careers altogether. And in the end, you know, um, talented people are leaving industries purely because they don't feel included, recognized, or valued and that needs to stop and that's why it's important to understand the power of your voice in the workplace absolutely I think you bring up so many really pertinent uh you know factors that we have to consider and what you're making what you're saying is making me stop and think uh especially as I reflect on my own experience with this in the workplace and I mm-hmm. have a slightly different perspective and experience to offer So I was raised in a South Asian uh, Indian household and honestly, culture dictated and has a very high influence on how a woman in specific behaves. Mm. At the time that I was raised, you know, being the daughter of immigrants, so first generation U.S. citizen, I was taught early on not to question authority. Mm. If an elder or someone superior to you is speaking to you, you mm. follow. Right. That's a direct order. Yeah. So you don't speak up. And it, I'm almost a little bit embarrassed to admit this, <laughs> but it has a very submissive undertone. Right. And for my friends and family who know me, that is not in my nature. So you can <laughs> imagine a very rebellious younger version of me to my parents, who I'm sure I gave quite the headache to. <laughs> But now in the workplace, so that translated to me not ever speaking up. I was really quiet, especially earlier on in my career. You know, when you're in a meeting and they're asking for input and people are going around the room, I never felt like I had anything to say. I was certainly thinking things. I just Mm -hmm. wasn't very vocal about it. And actually being vocal or being more vocal was something that people leaders often asked me to be more of or to do more of. Mm. I just felt like I was at odds with myself because it went against how I was raised. So not feeling like I should share my ideas, were my ideas even good enough to share, you Mm. know, not feeling like I could challenge or question authority or the status quo. This was, this was something that I Again, over the past seven, eight years, I've really been on a journey of self-discovery with. And when I think about how that affected me in my career, especially early on, I think people might not have seen me as being ambitious or motivated or driven or confident. I don't think maybe I was seen as a go-getter, you know, because people who are vocal, you tend to describe them with all those narratives, right? Yeah, yeah. And 
you know, I think because of that, I was passed up for certain roles because the perception was, oh, she's not vocal. She can't be a leader. Yeah. So this is, it's been really a a very tough issue for me. And I'm, I'm only now in my, you know, recent years later in my career, I'm, I'm getting more and more comfortable with this. Yeah. It's a common experience, I think, for a lot of women, especially women, but I mean, people in general early in their careers that they don't feel confident to speak up and share their ideas because, you know, we kind of suffer that. Well, what if someone thinks I sound stupid or what if I, what if they judge me or criticize me? And we have all these kind of negative things going around in our head. And and ultimately, as you rightly point out, you must speak up in order to be seen uh, so that you don't get overlooked for promotions and it becomes part of uh it's a career strategy essentially isn't it that you know right. you to use your voice yeah <laughs> right it's part of your brand right yeah. uh, unless you communicate what your brand is how are people going to know that about you <laughs> it's not written on your forehead you have <laughs> no. to open your mouth and speak it speak your truth right yeah it's like the whole um results should speak for themselves kind of thought process which let's face it results do not speak for themselves you must speak for yourself so yeah and again that's very you know you know kind of opposite to what I was taught the Mm. idea that I was given was you put your head down and you work and (laughs) magically the earth and the universe will recognize you will provide yeah (laughs) now why do you think why do you think that happens like why is this a problem for women specifically well I think the real issue that we're we're getting to and uncovering here is about unconscious bias and Mm. specifically with the examples that I've shared and as I reflect on this experience you know I think leaders saw me in a certain way because Mm. of my background and the color of my skin and of course when you know when you're not a vocal person Mm. I'm just playing right into that bias I I made it so easy for them to think oh my assumption about her was correct I asked her for her opinion she didn't offer it okay that's who she is so she's not a leader she's not qualified or you know what Mm. have you Mm -hmm. Um, in fact I had one leader actually say to me that you know his perception or his impression of me was that I was very demure and he admitted that he didn't see me fit for a role because of that, even mm. though it's a some a role and it was something I really wanted. Mm. And I was brave enough to ask him for that feedback. And that's what he said. Wow. And so again, this, you know, really did play into, you know, how I felt growing up and because of my cultural background and the the lessons I was raised with, you know, it was really a conflict and I knew mm-hmm. I needed to show up in a certain way in the workplace if I wanted to, you know, further my career, which I do. I'm very passionate about that because I see myself growing on a level where I can have a deep impact, but more globally, you know. And in fact, you know, just a few days ago, I heard this TED talk and the speaker posed a question to the audience and it was, how do you add value to other people? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of ways you can answer that question, but it really starts with you using your voice. Yeah, That's how you add value because all of us speaking up, we're sharing a story, we're sharing a perspective that mm-hmm. is causing another person to think. And yeah. that thought creates change. And that's what I want, you know, listeners to walk away with that unless we use our voice, 
we'll, we're not going to create the change that we're desiring. No, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. And I, f- I found quite fascinating what you were saying then is that you had a, a leader and a manager who had made an assumption about you, not knowing what your actual goals were. And had he actually asked you what your goals were and said, okay, well, in order for you to reach those goals, Cece, you need to really like learn how to use your voice and speak up. How can I help you with that? That's the sign of a good manager and a leader, right? Instead, (laughs) you made this assumption that you were demure and therefore weren't suitable and then had no idea what you actually wanted to achieve in your life. And the the only outcome of that, I mean, fortunately, you got past that, but the only outcome of that is that you then go, I'm not good enough. This perpetuates that feeling of I'm not good enough. I'm because I can't speak up and therefore I'm never going to get this promotion. And what am I doing? And it starts spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. Now, fortunately, you you didn't take that as like, no, I'm not going to let that happen to me. And you you worked on that yourself. I mean, you know, in, in my experience in the ad industry, we have a lot of egos Uh, in that industry, creative people, a lot of power play going on. uh, And then that formulates a lot of unconscious bias around, you know, it's only the men who can speak up. It's like, you know, the women, you know, if you think about mad men, right, just as an example, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the women are there to look pretty and just do what the men do. I mean, it's obviously like that's a very old kind of way of looking at it, but we're not that far from it, to be honest, like it, no. it, as an industry and still kind of getting through that. Uh, and so this unconscious bias around that can make people feel very excluded and, you know, exactly what you're talking about, not given opportunities because, you know, no one actually cares or knows what they actually want to achieve. Exactly. And yeah. So, in, you know, in my case, I, I kind of mentioned before, it was left, I was left feeling like I don't deserve to be heard in any way and a lot of the time my looks did come into that because I'm blonde I'm a white woman I'm attractive I've got blonde hair and so this kind of dumb blonde trope then becomes the unconscious bias that gets applied to me and so you know despite having a degree despite being able to contribute in in intelligent and smart ways uh, my ideas were not heard they were dismissed and quite often reiterated by someone else who had a more powerful position than me later, which, right. as you can imagine, is quite frustrating. Oh, yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and I just wasn't able to communicate in a, in a more powerful way because I wasn't given the tools or even, in some cases, I suppose, going back to that manager story, the permission right. to do that. You know, I needed right. permission from someone else to be able to develop that skill. Um, right. You know, some of the things, like I wasn't projecting, I was using apologetic language like just, or can, you know, just like down right. right. playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So and there are not going to hear my are. ideas, are they? I mean, I'm just <laughs> I'm not strong enough about them. <laughs> I mean, I've got a conviction. <laughs> right, right. And I, I think, I think, you know, so agree with your points all the way around. I think, you know, first of all, when you are clearly very articulate and very motivated and passionate, but then you also have a look, you know, you mm. said you are blonde, you are, you know, white and you are very attractive and people may think of you just for those superficial things. Mm -hmm. And it's unless you speak up and use your voice and show them, no, Mm -hmm. I am way more than what you're assuming I am. I have brains behind this. I'm, you know, deeply passionate about these issues. 
people won't know that. I think I also played into that as well. In fact, the same manager who told me I wasn't a fit for the role mm. later admitted he hired me for the role that I did have because I was attractive. Oh, don't so even. Of course, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, there's like multiple scenarios wrong with that right there, right? But, you know, that, that also just, you know, you know, contributed to my feeling of, well, yeah, what did you think when he said that? Well, I asked him, I was like, first of all, did you just seriously just say that? I mean, <laughs> you do realize we're in the 21st century. <laughs> You know, doctors are are a really interesting bunch. That's all I can say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have no sense of um, you know, what's appropriate. They're just yeah. you know, they're they're above anything else. But you know, that also just played into me feeling like, well, then I shouldn't communicate because people will just see me as you know this look mm-hmm. and think, okay, she's like decoration. Yeah, you know, that's how I felt. Sometimes mm-hmm. I felt like I was just decoration. Yeah. And that, you know, what was the point of speaking up? And, you know, to what you just said earlier, you know, should I even share? Like, is this, you know, am, am I going to sound intelligent? Am I going to sound worthy? Like, is it, do what I have to say, is it really going to spark some thought provoking conversation? I don't know. Yeah. It's such a shame. There's so many intelligent women out there in the workforce who just aren't being heard. We just exactly change that exactly <laughs> exactly so think about it I mean just you and I are having experiences like this mm. imagine how many other women out there are going through this right now even as we speak thinking okay mm. yeah what's the point you know maybe I look a certain way or I was raised a certain way so I shouldn't speak up because mm. what is the point my value my my voice doesn't carry any power. I don't have any good ideas to share. That's why I think a lot of people think, and it's until someone comes along and says, no, mm. you do have power. Yeah. You have to open your mouth and use it. Yeah, and 100%. that comes from within, quite honestly. That really just comes from within. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. You know, I, I think we've certainly unpacked a lot, a lot of you know, you know, some of this stuff is, you know, deeply personal. And, you know, I mm. think some of the stories that, you know, we, we share are, you know, hits below the surface. And there's a lot, you know, th- that comes with sharing that story. But, you know, I'm sure that listeners are wondering, you know, what can I do about it? You know, what strategies or tools can I incorporate into my practice that's realistic, where I can use my voice, but I can do it in an authentic way that's true to who I am? Like, so Rachel, what do you think? What can we offer our listeners? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm sure people listening may um, recognize themselves in some of the things we've shared and may even feel a little bit triggered. But, uh, <laughs> you know, some tips I've got for building your voice so that you can get recognized for your value and to be heard is, you know, when you're communicating with your manager, uh, quite often women have this, uh, <laughs> have this uh, tendency to, you know, tell the whole novel or tell the whole movie and what we actually really need to do is tell the highlights or the movie trailer right not the entire story so have a think about you know what what does that person need to know how does it impact them and why do they need to know it now because remember your manager and everybody in business these days has very little time I don't want to hear the whole story don't care what they want to know is you know the highlights why do they need to know it? how does it impact them and kind of what you're going to be doing next right so that's super important to get clear on your message 
Um, when you're discussing conflict as well, you know, focus on outcomes, not blame. We can get caught up mm-hmm. in the blame game and how it hurts us and how it affects us. Right. But the thing is, like, you just can't even focus on that kind of thing. Just get strategic on that one problem. Come up with your own solutions and then present you with your thoughts on what the best outcome is, because that's going to give you a bit of a competitive edge over everybody else that you're working with. Your manager is going to go, oh, this person has good ideas and they're solutions focused and maybe, you know, they're strong in what they say. So this is super, super important for, you know, elevating your career. Sure. Um, You know, make it easy for your manager, in other words. And then, of course, like work on developing your own self-belief in your skills, strengths and competencies and your self-confidence. You know, what unique perspective do you bring into the workplace that no one else has? You know, what's your USP, your unique selling proposition? And, you Love know, it. even consider working with a coach or a mentor on this if you do find it hard at first. Because, right. you know, when you kind of identify where you're falling short and it's not necessarily about weaknesses, it's about things that you need to kind of develop. Um, Correct. Then you can, then you become like your personal brand then becomes something that people go, hey, I I, I want to work with her or hey, I want to put her forward for something. She's really interesting. So these are right. kind of some of the things that you can do. Um, and some of the simple, super simple things, right, if you are struggling with speaking up is, uh, you know, sit at the front where people can see you in the meetings, ask questions <laughs> to get noticed and Join a Toastmasters club to help you with your speaking skills. It helped me. It's an amazing, amazing thing to do. So I recommend joining a Toastmasters club as well. Well, I agree with all the points that I will I, I will add a special love for the plug that you gave for Toastmasters. I'm I'm part of the local Toastmasters club here in New Hyde Park, New York. So if any of you listeners out there are in the New Hyde Park or Nassau County, New York area, you know, please, you know, you can join us for a Toastmasters meeting. But, you know, I, I like what you said about, you know, the give up the highlights of the trailer, not the whole movie. I think that's really powerful. And it reminds me of this um, phrase I heard recently about you have to consider the audience's agenda. Mm. So what is important to them? Because sometimes our agenda, what we want to communicate doesn't align with what they need to know. So yeah. I love that you incorporated that. And I'm going to throw in a couple, a couple of my own. So based on, you know, no matter how you grew up, what your cultural background is, what lessons you were raised with, I think you have to appreciate those lessons that you grew up because quite honestly, they shape the person you are today. And mm-hmm. that's a pretty awesome kick-ass person. And I think you have to discover your inner badass given wh- how you grew up and who you are and bring that into the workplace in a way that's fe- that feels authentic and true to you mm-hmm. and then you know with those lessons you know take what you can out of that lesson that would help your career but also understand what makes your voice authentic and unique and find that balance of how to stay true to who you are but be heard and you know sometimes when we sit in meetings we hear people interject often over politely so you mm-hmm. might have people say can I add something here or can I please say something now? Don't ask for permission. You have the right to speak up. So what you can say is something like, well, here's what I see is happening or Mm. here's what I recommend we take action on. And for me, again, I spoke about how hard it was for me to challenge the status quo 
and to challenge authority. And I think you can still do that in a respectful way mm. by saying things like, I see it differently mm. and here's where I'm going. Yeah. You know, so whatever whatever derivative of any of those phrases is, you can always find a balance of showing up as a leader you are, but also staying true to who you are authentically. Yeah. You know, another good tool I just thought of whilst you were talking there is um, building on conversation. So even if you don't agree with someone, you can be like, yes, and maybe we could do this or maybe we could look at it this way. And rather than disagreeing with people, that puts them in the defensive. So these are kind of great tools that you can use, which is, as you said, losing that kind of apologetic downplaying language as well. <laughs> Well, I think, um, you know, again, getting clear on who you are as a leader and what that means to be a leader as, you know, and for example, I would describe myself as a South Asian Indian woman. So how I show up in the workplace and using my voice carries mm. a mix of how I grew up, but also the appreciation and acceptance of what I've accomplished and what I have power to do. Mm. And uh, again, appreciating and acknowledging our strengths and you know, keep reminders of how you can use that in the workplace. You know, again, your voice carries strength that unless you use it and use it effectively, you just cannot create the change. It's so easy for us to sit here and talk about, oh, I wish that, or what would the world look like if, but mm. if we're not using our voice to start that spark that can set off a fire, then nothing will change. Everything will remain the same. So I think using your voice and feeling confident that you have a story to tell, you have a perspective to share, share it. Yeah, powerful stuff. Very, very powerful stuff. Um, I mean, I obviously support everything you just said. You know, just <laughs> as a recap for the, some things I said, give the highlights package, not the entire novel and work on your confidence and where you need to strengthen or develop those speaking skills. Uh, so, yeah, all good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a great concept to explore with you and all of our listeners today. You know, I appreciate the dialogue and I also just want to say thank you for, you know, being vulnerable to share, you know, some stories and moments that might be hard and deeply personal. But I think, you know, in, in doing that, you're not only getting off of your chest and getting support in the same time, but also giving listeners a chance to feel like they're not alone in what they experience. And so I just want to say thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of the Leading Ladies Who Lunch podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes and follow us on Instagram, Leading Ladies Who Lunch. <laughs> Tune in in two weeks where we'll be talking all about not to let someone else's opinion of you become your truth. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Until then, stay sassy. Thank you for joining us on the empowering journey at the Leading Ladies Who Lunch podcast. We hope you've enjoyed our insightful discussions, actionable strategies, and inspiring stories that we break down during each episode. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Leading Ladies Who Lunch on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. 
And remember, the conversations you've heard on this podcast are just the beginning of your journey. Let your voice be heard, inspire change, and continue breaking barriers as you lead with authenticity, resilience, and unwavering determination. Until next time, keep embracing your leadership potential, challenging the norms, and shaping a better world for women in the workplace. Leading Ladies Who Lunch, empowering women, changing lives.